Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning Pittsburgh Steelers fix. Like It's like that just injected India. Hopefully you had a great weekend. All the dads out there, hope you had a great Father's Day. If you are not a dad, hope you celebrated your father on Father's Day. Hope you had a great weekend, plain and simple. And I'm glad that you're back with me here on this Monday. We do have a Monday morning conversation coming up. I kind of teased this. On Friday, when people were always kind of trying to want to know what's going to be coming up after the weekend, and I said we had to update some things, and that's right, with minicamp OTAs all in the books, it was time for myself and Dave Schofield, also of the Steel Curtain Network, right here on Fans First Sports Network, to update our 53-man roster predictions. And believe it or not, there's a lot of changes, some major, some minor, but there were some changes that we need to talk about, and honestly... If you're a fan that's kind of wondering, like, ah, I don't even know, like the preseason training camp, it's exciting, you're there, you're listening, you're following, but you don't really know, like, what is the value in it? When you listen to this prediction of all 53 roster spots, you will see that there's going to be a massive amount of value in not only training camp practices, but especially in these three preseason games. People forget, not four anymore, just three. So the Steelers only have one home preseason game this year because they have nine home regular season games. So what we're going to do, just like we always do, we start on offense, then we go to defense, and we finish with special teams. The Monday morning conversation is just that. Our 53-man roster prediction, where could they make some changes? Where might you see some shocking cuts being made? We have all of that for you in this Monday morning conversation. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with that 53-man roster prediction right after this break. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is Monday, which means time for the Monday morning conversation. I teased this up on Friday, talked about it, obviously, to start the show. We are updating our 53-man roster predictions, and that is with one and only Dave Schofield. Dave, what's going on? Hey, not much. Kind of like there's not much going on with the Steelers right now. That's a good thing. It could be bad. It could be worse. I mean, you, you see these reports about players that are holding out of mandatory minicam players that are getting hurt Steelers knock on wood as I just did for all those that are superstitious hasn't been the case with the Pittsburgh Steelers now when we looked at these you know people need to remember okay so this is like 2.0 right so we did our 1.053 man roster predictions after was it the draft or was it free agency Dave it it was after the draft That's because we had we had the draft picks in there it doesn't make any sense to do it no, until the drafts over because you know there's going to be draft picks making the team Right. So 1.0, we did this after the draft. So when we go through and we talk about changes that were made, we need to remember a lot of these players that were saying like, oh, they're in, they weren't in at that time. Likewise, there are players that are out that maybe aren't on the roster anymore. We'll get to all that. But I didn't see a lot of changes when we went through this. Uh, so I was actually pretty happy with my initial pred- uh, predictions. What about you, Dave, when you went through and did this article, which will run on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That website still exists. Uh, Monday, today, 
at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure you check that out. You can give us your thoughts in the comment section. But Dave, when you looked at where you were after the draft, were you still pretty pleased and happy with where you had everything? Yeah, well, there was obviously some changes. And some of that was that I set up on my own. I specifically did some things knowing that next time I could change it because I didn't want to do the exact same prediction the next time. There are a few positions where I'm kind of rotating in who who's going to be that last guy that we, we just don't know yet. And you know, there you can't give the same one. So I kind of set that up on purpose, but uh especially at fullback, um, yeah, <laughs> which we'll get to. I, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Well, let's get straight into it. We start with the offense, then we go to the defense, we finish up with the special teams. We start on offense, we start with the quarterback position. You and I both handled this differently in the post NFL draft. Uh, edition of this where we had Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and then you put TBD. I said, may the best man win. <laughs> doesn't matter how you word it. Mason Rudolph is now the QB three. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that analysis? Well, that's the reason I said TBD. Cause I did not feel that the, that the front runner was on the roster yet. And the Steelers needed to have another quarterback and something about me just thought, you know, it could be Mason Rudolph. Some people were really shocked by that. As things went on, I was thinking it was going to be more and more likely because it just made sense for both sides. And then it happened. Did I go out on the limb to say, I think it's going to be Mason Rudolph when he wasn't even on the team? No, I did not. I was not going that far. So I'm not like, I'm not saying I called my shot or anything like that. I just knew that number three wasn't on the roster yet. I feel last year it was the same three and we were pretty confident that it would be those three. This year, I feel the order is you can be very confident in the order as well. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the three that we're going to have going through training camp unless there's a trade or an injury happens. Yeah. This is pretty straightforward. I don't think there's much debating this. Um, so Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, those are our predictions. Let's go to running back. This was where we differed last time, but now we kind of are even. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Dave, you've initially had Anthony McFarland Jr. and you kept him there. I had Benny Snell Jr., making the roster kind of like a, I think they're going to bring him back. Now, Benny Snell's getting a tryout, I believe with the Denver Broncos. I'm not sure how that went with it with him. I think I saw that on Twitter somewhere, but I actually went with Anthony McFarland, but I have a big concern. So Dave, go ahead. What's your analysis on the running back position? Well, your concern is probably what I wrote for my analysis as well. And that is you want your third running back to be a a significant special teams contributor. And that's not Anthony McFarland right now, unless that's something that he's, he's brought about with, with his game. I was really tempted to throw in someone like an Alfonso Graham, but I'm not ready to do that yet. That would have to be something that would come around in training camp, but he's at least on my radar as someone who could, who could squeeze into there. If, you know, some people, Liked it. Some people didn't like it that when he had a chance to call it anyone, he went with Mika Fitzpatrick. He might as well call out the best. I know KT Smith told a story about that on the Here We Go, the Steelers show. Um, not the most recent one, but the one before that was yeah. pretty funny with, with that. That I, I, I could see it either way. So he's intriguing, but I'm, I'm just not ready to pull that trigger at this time. So fans oftentimes will say when the preseason rolls around, Oh, the preseason's boring. After the, after the starters and even the second string leave, there's nothing to watch. This There's is where, there. Yeah, well, Dave, you and I both view the, the these things differently than the common fan. Yeah, Anthony McFarland will be a player to watch in all phases of the game as a running back, as a receiver, if they put him out there wide, and also as special teams. Meaning, 
do they have him on kick coverage units at all? If they do, that's keep your eye on him. If he's yeah. going down there and making tackles, a la Benny Snell throughout the later parts of his career, he could be locking up his roster spot. If they don't, and he's only having return duties, and we know what that that part of the game is being diminished anyways with the rules the NFL is putting in place, I look at this and say he's going to have to show out on special teams like you just mentioned to make the roster. And with Alfonso Graham, I'm hesitant for one reason only, and that is if Calvin Austin the third is a potential return man, what is his purpose on the roster? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yep. All right. But those those Go are ahead. really the only guys that are really on the radar right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, there, there's not that Jalen Warren from last year that everyone's like, wow, this guy's like a different specimen, you know, like a muscle hamster. So, okay, let's move <laughs> on to, hamster. yeah, man, that was just what they, who was that? That was a Tampa Bay running back that they called muscle hamster. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it just God. cracks me up Martin, every time. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Something Martin. Okay. Doug Martin. Let's move it on. Fullback. Last time I didn't have any making a team. You actually did have Monty Potterbaum, but you have him now out. Go ahead and explain that. Well, that I had him on to start just because it was <laughs> I <know> fun. <laughs> I want to see you have to wear the mullet wig and through until the bye week, which is early. You're, you're lucky because you made that. I think you think you made that statement before the schedule came out. Um, I normally uh, the, hedge the, my bets. Oh, yeah, I normally hedge my bets a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an early bye week that you would wear the, a mullet wig on the Steelers preview. Uh, if he makes the 53-man roster. So I had to put him out there on the 53-man roster. I don't see that right now, just kind of based on everything. But we're still talking OTAs in minicamp. You're not really going to hear more news of players moving up the ranks more until training camp. So I did that for fun the first time. I, I took it out this time because it, it gave me a chance to make a change. Uh, to me, and I, I understand why you had him on there. I thought it was funny, and people might have forgotten that I even said that. But I did say it, and I'm a man of my word. And if you make oh, 53, I will not I will. forget. You know that. Yeah, I know you won't forget. You're the one that made me wear the shiesty hood uh, with George Pickens <laughs> for it felt like a year. Anyways, um, when I look at the fullback position, I just don't think the Steelers are the type of team anymore. And I don't know if any team in the NFL would fall into this category that's going to carry a traditional fullback anymore. Yes, they had Derek Watt. No, I don't think Derek Watt is going to be coming back. And because of that, I just don't think there's that value there. Not to mention when you talk about Connor Hayward, he's the guy that they're all saying is going to be that fullback type player if and when they decide to use him. So we both kind of agree. And I'm sure you were thinking the same thing along those lines that Connor Hayward's probably going to be that guy, but we have him listed at another position. So this next position is one that I we actually differed on. Wide receiver. We both had six. You had Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin the third, Miles Boykin. We all agree there, but mm -hmm. here's where we differ with number six. You had Anthony Miller. Now I had Anthony Miller the last round. I crossed him off, and I have Hakeem Butler making the team. Dave, go ahead. Explain why you have Anthony Miller. He was just very strong last year until he was injured. I feel that the Steelers, I mean, they he signed right away to come back with the Steelers for, for this year. I, I think there's just mutual interest there to give him that chance. I, I think he's just kind of got the inside track with it. Hakeem Butler is is interesting. If you actually watch the XFL, I did not see a snap of it, so I don't. I, I'm not judging anything off that. I think there's there's really 
even a chance that they could squeeze out something else if they wanted eight wide receivers because you want you know you could maybe squeeze maybe a tight end like we're going to talk about here shortly or somewhere else if they really needed that many but the question is do they really need that many wide receivers I would think someone like uh, Hakeem Butler, someone who could maybe land on the practice squad, depending on his preseason, a little bit easier than Anthony Miller. I'm just not ready to make that switch, but he's definitely on my radar. Yeah, so there are some players that just can't stay healthy. And I'm starting to think that Anthony Miller is one of those players. It's unfortunate, and it's no fault of his own. I don't think this is a situation or any of these players that fall into this category is a situation where they're to blame, where they're the ones that are at fault. It's, it's They're not training properly. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. He just always seems to be dealing with an injury. Last year was the shoulder that landed him on IR. So far, already in offseason workouts, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Those can linger. I'm not saying that he'll be held out of training camp, but if he's got any prayer of making this team, he has to be available. He can't make the club from the tub, right, Dave? Yep, so, can't make the team from the tank. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so in that regard, um, I've got Anthony Miller not making the team and Akeem Butler making the team. So again, there's this is multifaceted, folks. If you've listened to this before, these predictions that we do, so much of the decisions for these fringe players on the roster comes down to special teams. Hakeem Butler is big, fast, strong. I can do something with him, a la Miles Boykin and a gunner, than I could with Anthony Miller if Anthony Miller's not going to be returning. Again, if Calvin Austin III is, is what we think he can be as both a receiver and a return man, then I think Anthony Miller becomes expendable. And I think that you have Hakeem Butler as that other presence, that bigger body, that you can use in a multitude of ways. Whereas Anthony Miller, he's not going to provide any special teams for you unless he is the returner. So if he can stay healthy, I think he has a shot, but right now I'm leaning more towards Hakeem Butler. Dave, anything to add on that before we move on? Just that we will probably have a much better idea about this even before the first preseason game, but simply just getting better reports from training camp. You're right. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to tight end. Tight end's an interesting position. We both have the same four. Um, you actually had Zach Gentry in. I think you had three last time. Yeah. So Pat Fryermuth, Darnell Washington, Connor Hayward, you had Zach Gentry added in. I had uh, Gentry in the entire time. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on the tight end route? Yeah, because really, is it four tight ends or is it three tight ends and a fullback? Uh, depending on what you really want to say. Connor Hayward is, is he really a tight end or is he, you know, he's really an H-back. But you mentioned something with Derek Watt when we talked fullback. Remember, he only played 34 snaps last year in the backfield. Right. That's two snaps a game where he was even, where he was off the line of scrimmage, you know, and, and only nine of those was like as the traditional in-line fullback. You know, sometimes he'd be offset right or offset left, things of that nature. So if it's going to be that few, that's why you think someone like a Connor Hayward could fill in or you know, use several years ago, they used Henry Mondo as a fullback if they needed to yeah. or something of that nature. So when it, you're talking so full, so few spots, really Derek Watt was their special teams guy. So that's why I feel that Connor Hayward, who's still probably going to be primarily a special teams guy that can do other things, makes sense there. I still think the, the one that is is the 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 most likely to be a possible cut would be Gentry because if his thing was he was the best blocker that the Steelers had last year as a tight end, I think Darnell Washington could have already passed him with that. So 
it's not that the, that they would they need him for something very specific, but honestly, I, I just see them keeping these four. There are positions on this team that you might have someone that could be expendable if you need to add an extra player at another position. Yes, I think this is one of those positions. You just said Zach Gentry. You know, he doesn't bring much as a receiver. The blocking aspect, if Darnell Washington's already superior than him, then I can see him keeping him for sure. I have him in for a reason, but I could also see them saying, okay, we want to add another, maybe like the next position offensive line, in which case they could cut ties with him, keep three tight ends, and they roll with that. We'll see how this plays out, but ultimately I have him in right now, and we have the same four. Let's go to offensive line. This is the last position on offense. We actually now have the same nine players making the roster after you made a change. Chooks for Dan Moore Jr., Broderick Jones, Isaac Samalo, James Daniels, Nate Herbig, Kevin Dotson, Mason Cole, and Kendrick Green to round it out. Spencer Anderson, you had him as a rookie getting off roster spot. You've had him out, and you have Kendrick Green in. What was your thinking on that? All right, my thinking on that is simple. I feel that there's, as of right now, three guys fighting for what would be the ninth offensive line position, and that's Spencer Anderson, Kendrick Green, and LaRaven Clark. I went with Spencer Anderson the first time because it was fresh off the draft. You wouldn't be all hyped up on your draft pick. So it made sense to go with him first. Then you go with Kendrick Green the next time because he's, you know, uh, he was a third round draft pick. It's only his third season. Yeah, he didn't dress all last year. Maybe there's something more. He's actually working at center. Maybe he's actually putting in the time and dedication to be a center where he actually fits better with the Pittsburgh Steelers than than what he would be at a guard. So, you know, give him that chance. LaRaven Clark still on the radar, but that, that's just kind of a good progression to have until we really get to see something in training camp. Yeah. I, to me, Spencer Anderson, I think that's his name. Yes. Yeah, Spencer, Spencer Anderson. Anderson. I can't even remember the guy's name. I think he is a hopeful to make the practice squad. If he can make the practice squad, I think that's a very successful second and seventh round pick. But for me, it's again, it's that third round pick. It's the pedigree. They don't want to say that they swung and miss on Kendrick Green. I'm not a big fan of the guy either. Nonetheless, I have him making the roster. And I think that's pretty well, much set. I don't think there's a lot of debate there with with it. this might be the only debate in terms of the offensive line, you know? Yeah, I I think the top eight are, are sold. But here's something you gotta remember with Kendrick Green. Yes, he was a third round pick. Oh, they don't like to give up on their on their on their draft picks. But he was drafted by a different GM and a different offensive line coach. True. So to me, that the possibility of moving on from him is greater because of that. But then you also have to remember, there was no injuries on the offensive line last year. We did not see Kendrick Green at all, but the Steelers saw him every day in practice. If they saw growth in him, then they aren't going to move on from him. This might not even be a consideration from them. We just don't know because we couldn't see it. It's a great, that's a great point. Great point. So that totals 25 players on the offensive side. Let's head to the defensive side. We're going to start on the other side of the line, the defensive line. We both have seven. And again, just like the offensive line, we differed uh, the last time around this time. We agree. Those are Cam Hayward, Larry O, DeMarvin Leal, Keanu Benton, Braden Fihoko, Montrevious Adams. You had Armin Watts. You've eliminated him. And Isaiah Loudermilk is in. What was your thoughts on Watts out? Loudermilk in. Okay, I, I feel there are four definites. Cam Hayward, Larry O, DeMarvin Leal, Keanu Benton. You're not going to give up on a third-round draft pick in a second season, and my goodness, you just drafted Benton in the second round. 
Second round, right? Yeah, second round. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Remember, he's the third pick. I keep forgetting that yep. that was in the second round. Yep. Um, so obviously, those are the guys you're going to have. Then you have the next four, I feel, fighting for three spots between Fajoko, Adams, Watts, and Loudermilk. So I'm probably going to go with the flavor of the week um, as we go. I don't remember hearing a single word about Armin Watts in, in minicamp or OTAs. Maybe no. I just missed it. And because yeah. of that, I just decided to, to make him as, as the guy being out. I goodness, I haven't heard anything about Montrevious Adams, but we just talked about it on the Steelers preview last week that he's one of the four active players on the Steelers roster that has a postseason sack for the Steelers. Right. So that's why I wasn't ready to, uh, to, to cut him either. And there's just something about Fajoko that how beloved he was by the fan base out in with the Chargers. So I, I just don't know. It'll be real interesting to see how this one plays out in camp. This is, at, believe it or not, I actually could see if Keanu Benton, this is he's the linchpin, not the linchpin, but he's like the pivot point for this battle, in my opinion. If Keanu Benton comes out on training camp and looks like, hey, this guy could play on the, you know, the defensive end position if we need him in certain packages. He could also be the nose tackle in certain packages. I could absolutely see them cutting Montrevious Adams. And also Braden Fihoko, if he is also like, hey, we need more of a big body, take up the space, free up the linebackers. If he's your guy and Keanu Benton is playing well and can give you good quality snaps, why keep Montrevious Adams? In other words, I think they could actually trim this group and they could probably go down to six if they needed. I don't think they will. I think they'll stay with seven. If Armin Watts is playing well in training camp, I think some of them, there, there is some flexibility here. And a lot of it's going to hinge on, in my opinion, the two guys that could plug up the middle. Montrevious Adams is not that guy. You know, He's more of a quick twitch, pass rushing, interior defensive lineman. They don't really need that as much as they need someone to kind of plug up the middle. So, uh, yeah, anything to add about the defensive line, Dave, before we move on? No, I think between the two of us already, we've pretty much covered it. All right, let's go to a position that did have an addition, and that changed both of our predictions, and that is outside linebacker. We now both have four. We both had four initially. I had to make a change. You only had three, I think, Dave. TJ yeah, Rock, I, I skimmed Smith, there. Yeah, Marcus. that was – yeah, because you had Nick Herbig, and then you did not have anyone else. They were going with three, yeah. in your opinion. What highest with Herbig, yeah. I had Quincy Roche, along with the three that I already mentioned for you. I've taken him out and put in Marcus Golden. So now we both have four, with Marcus Golden being that addition to the roster. Are you happy with this group, and do you think that's what's going to go into the season? Yeah, well, the reason that I did three before is I'm like, you can also steal the Marvin Leal from the other group if you need to, because you're right. still not sure what the Steelers are doing there. But then you add Marcus Golson. Gold, not Golson. Golden. Am I right? Yeah. Golden. Yep. Okay, I'm going to keep saying that wrong. To me, that's that that's your that, that's your big three now. Now you have a rookie that could be inactive in Herbig. You might think I'm crazy with that one, but I would not be shocked if he, if, if everyone's healthy, if he is inactive some this season. Totally if, buy that, Dave. I buy it 100% yeah. unless he's a special teams demon. That's the only Yes, thing. that's the other thing. If he's the guy that you've got to have him out there for your special teams, then, then absolutely then that makes sense. So I think this is uh, – the big question now isn't the who, it's the number. It's do they keep more than four? Do they keep a Quincy Roche? Then you've got an undrafted free agent that I can't say his name right. David, is it? I don't know if it's per Perales 
or wherever it was, he's kind of one of those guys that people thought this could be a really good signing for the Steelers, but it could also be one that could maybe land on the practice squad as well. So do they really need a fifth one because they're not going to, they might not use Herbig much? I don't know. I could see the number of outside linebackers being the biggest question between now and the beginning of September. Yeah, I think this is the four. I really do. And like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if Herbig is inactive, especially early in the season until he kind of carve out a role for himself, even if it's on special teams. I think this is a four number in terms of numerical by position. I doubt they go five. So let's go to inside linebacker. We both have four. We both have the same four. We didn't have any changes. Cole Holcomb, Landon Roberts, Mark Robinson, and Tanner Muse. There's nothing really to talk about in terms of these players making the team. My question for you is, do you think they add another inside linebacker before camp? That's exactly what I had down there. The way somebody else comes in play is if it's a, if it's a name that's not on the roster right now. Right. That's where someone else could really come and play. I thought, oh, well, maybe maybe after having him on the roster at the end of last year that the Steelers thought something to take Crowder. Nope, cut, gone. Um, so I don't know that they're done here. If they are, I get it. If they're not, I really get it. So this is a really tough position group. And as I broke down on my stat geek last week, I have a I have an article on that, that was published yesterday about the, the linebackers or I, I don't know if it was published yesterday. I wrote it yesterday. Maybe I should say that um, the, about the linebackers and the number that the Steelers keep. The, the average is nine, but the reason the average is nine is that there's been just as many years over, I think it in the last 13 years, that there's been just as many years that the Steelers have kept 10 as it is that, that they have kept eight between the inside and the outside linebackers. So is this going to be a year for eight, or are they going to go with that average of nine and either have an additional inside or outside guy? That, that yeah, the, the numerical stuff. Some the only thing that bothers me about that is like, so Marcus Allen would have been labeled a linebacker, yes, you know, but he he wasn't a linebacker. He was come. I mean, <laughs> he was. I'm trying to think if it snaps. He he was all special teams last year. Right, I mean, exactly. If he but played it, linebacker at all, it was right. Very, but very in good. terms of a roster, play, I get what you're saying, and I think it's very valid. So we have the same inside linebackers making the team with four. Let's go to cornerback. We differ here, and the more I look at this, the more I just don't know if it makes sense what I did but I'm going to do the best I can to explain it. And it's going to have to dive into the safeties as well. You have six making the team, Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter, Jr., James Fear, Corey Trice. You did have Arthur Millette. Obviously he's been released and you have the new addition, Chandon Sullivan making the team. Now for me, I have Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Joey Porter, Jr., James Pierre and Corey Trice. And then I had Arthur Millette, but I have him off with no one being added. We'll get to that with safeties, but Dave, yeah. go ahead and explain your six first. Yeah. Well, bottom line is, is I've, I've allotted 10 defensive backs, whether it's cornerback or safety. I mean, my goodness, are you even still counting miles Killebrew as a safety? I am for now, right. but we'll get to that shortly. This is, this is interesting because I feel like the top group is becoming much more clear. I don't know about signing Shannon Sullivan and then just releasing him, but if you've got Patrick Peterson that's playing in the slot and everything else as well, um, James Pierre, he's, to me, he's up there on my list in the middle, like ahead of Trice and Sullivan, but he's really about the special teams. He's really about the special teams, and the Steelers could decide, hey, we don't need, if Corey Trice can play special teams, we don't need both of those players. They really could decide that as well. but. 
my the reason I kept Sullivan is really outside of Peterson. Who else do they really have that is not just could play inside, but could play inside at a significant level? Exactly. And so this is where, you know, I have Arthur Millette out and I'm thinking to myself, man, I, okay, so I like the move that I made as it pertains to dealing with those players that I have moving at cornerback, but man, only having five, that's just very unlikely to me. I think they're going to have six, but who is the sixth? And, and this is where for me, it might come down to the sixth defensive back, not necessarily the sixth cornerback. So let's go to safety and let's try to make some sense of this. Now, Dave, you have four safeties making the team. Minka, Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal, Miles Killebrew. But you did have Trey Norwood out. You have him not making the team. I have Minka Fitzpatrick, Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal, Miles Killebrew, and Elijah Riley making the team. And I'll get to that in a second. But go ahead and explain the Trey Norwood being out on your end. Well, Part of what I said in, in my analysis when, when I did this for the article was I don't know that Norwood is the next guy or if it's Riley. Um, and I said this not even knowing that you you were keeping Elijah Riley at the time that I did this. So my biggest thing is, is there's got to be somewhere where you have to basically cut one player that you think might make it. And right now, the way we do this, offensive, offense first, defense second, and safety is the last position. It's kind of like, you know what? I only got four spots left. I can only keep four safeties. Uh, could this be at the expense of a defensive lineman? Could this be at the expense of a cornerback? Could this be at the expense of a tight end? Could this be at the expense of a wide receiver? Could it be at the expense of an offensive lineman? All of those things are possibilities for the Steelers to keep a fifth safety. Then the question would be, is it Norwood? Is it Riley? I couldn't make the call. So I just didn't keep either of them. <laughs> there you go. I train Norwood is that guy. If I'm the Steelers, I'm going to him and I'm saying, listen, I know you're labeled as a safety, but we need you. If it's, we need you to slim down a little bit. We need you to work on this specific skill set. Trey Norwood could find his way onto this roster in certain sub packages as more of a defensive back and less as a safety. But I don't have him on the team right now, but I do have Elijah Riley. So everyone knows, good Lord, everyone knows about the Chase Young report I did uh, <laughs> over a week ago. Well, they know about of, it. They just didn't read it to see what you actually said. Nor did yeah, <laughs> Or listen just, to the podcast. They just want to tell me that I'm an idiot and I'm making it up. Anyways, the same source inside the team said that they are really high on Elijah Riley coming out of the minicamp and OTAs phase three. They really love his versatility. The guy was always around the football. He was making plays, and they feel, they being the Steelers and the source inside the, the actual Steelers organization, stated they feel like he is one guy that could take up two positional roles and then free them up to have that other position be at somewhere else. Like you said, maybe it's the defensive line, offensive line, any number of positions. This defensive back situation, cornerbacks and safeties in my opinion is going to be one of the most fascinating things to watch throughout training camp and the preseason who's making plays who's not having those mental gaffes are the rookies going to be up to snuff are they going to be ready to go early in the season what about a guy like elijah riley or Channon sullivan i could actually see both of those guys making the team but like you said dave could this come at the expense of another position i don't know yeah. we'll see Go ahead. And I, I have one more question, though. 
even though he was your special teams captain last year, is only having Miles Killebrew for special teams enough to warrant a roster spot when you have other people that appear to be capable at safety? Yeah. It's just something to think about. I I really like him as a player. I love what he does on special teams. But if you're only going to keep four safeties, as I have them, and one of them is just a special teams guy, and you like to use three safeties at a time, ouch, ouch, that's tough. But you also got to remember you have the practice squad elevation aspect of things as well. And I do think that someone like a Trey Norwood could land on the practice squad. And Elijah Riley was on the practice squad last year, was he not? He did spend some time there, yes. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. All right. That totals up 25 on the defensive side. That leaves three for the specialists. Both of us had the same specialist, Boswell, Big Press, and Christian Coons making the team. I don't really feel there's anything really to add to that, Dave. Do you? I mean, there will be a punting competition. Yes. But to me, if it's close, it's Harvin. I agree. If it's mildly close, it's Harvin. He has to really get out kicked to, to lose his job, in my opinion. Because I, I even talked about this a couple weeks ago on Stat Geek. There are other parts of punting that aren't the typical breakdown and, and numbers that you look at with punting that the Steelers value. I mean, my goodness, Presley Harvin was like second best in, in punt and in, in return yards, keeping them low. Now you could say, well, when you kick the ball that short all the time, of course they can't return it. But that really does help things of, of that nature. So. I think there's more that the Steelers like about him than what the fan base does. I agree 100%. That leads us to 53. That wraps up our 53-man roster predictions. We will be doing this again towards the end of training camp to try to give you our last predictions. We normally do these in three phases, so make sure on the lookout for that. But Dave, I thank you for joining me. Go ahead and tell people not only where they can find you on social media, but also what you have coming up, whether it's the Scobro Show or the Stat Geek, if you know this upcoming week. Well, you can find me at the longest Twitter handle ever, um, <laughs> STLR Superfan Dad. If you ever want to email me, you just put at gmail.com at the end. I'm looking for more stats questions of things to cover this offseason. I, I like to, to dive into things that people want to hear because for all I know, what interests me might have no interest to everybody else. So it, it's nice to get some questions. So I would love to have some stats-related questions uh, to, to fill up those shows until we can get uh, into training camp and things of that nature. On the Scobro show, we this is the time of year that we start looking at various things and we like doing top five lists that we then compare. Um, so we'll probably be getting into those. And if you have a, a, a good top five list that you think will, would be good for us, reach out to me because, uh, you know, once again, we're open to suggestion. And of course, I've constantly have stuff coming out at behindthestillcurtain.com. Yes, that website still exists. Um, it's hard to say. There's, It's a little bit of a two-week hiatus on the Steelers Vertex articles for anyone who's looking for those. Uh, Jeffrey Benedict is currently out of the country. Out of the so, country, yeah. So that, that's why we, we had to take a little break there. I didn't even think about putting a, putting something in the last article to say that was going to happen because, frankly, I forgot what the dates were until they came around. <laughs> um, so, But uh, I have other things I'm getting ready to, to get into. I did it last year, so I think I'll go ahead and do it again this year. Um, doing a, a bracket style tournament of what do you think was the Steelers' best game last season? I remember uh, that, that, yeah. that should be coming up. That'll that'll take the next couple of weeks. Very good. All right, Dave. Thank you very much for joining me. Until next time, take it easy. All right, thanks, Jeff. See ya.
And a big thank you to Dave for taking the time. Again, he's going to have to come back one more time at the, towards the end of training camp is when we'll do the third and final prediction and try to nail down the 53-man roster. What will change by then? You know, I mean, think about it. Is, is Arthur Millette, we had him in the plans for the 53, and he's released. Chandon Sullivan's in. I mean, you have all uh, – you. Know, Golden, the pass rusher, is in. You didn't even have him on the roster last time we did this prediction, so we'll see how this shakes out. Hope you all look forward to that. Also, be on the lookout on Tuesday, every single Tuesday morning. Find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. I put out a tweet for the mailbag. You respond. I answer that live on the air on Wednesday's show. So make sure you're looking for that on Tuesday morning. But in the meantime, folks, I hope you have a great start to your week. Man, it's hard to believe we're in that lull now, but we'll get you through it. Steel Curtain Network's not going anywhere. Stay tuned to all things Pittsburgh Steelers by finding us at any social platform, wherever you get your podcast, just by searching Steel Curtain Network. All right, that does it for me. You know how we finish out these shows. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great start to your week. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers.